industry. So you're starting to see a whole host of automated underwriting, digital e-closing solutions, uh, automated verifications. Um, you're starting to see all of these technologies start to converge. Um, so it's sort of an interesting time in the industry where you have the intent and technology uh, converging. So I think I think it, uh, it's a good sign. Welcome back to part two of our mini-series about how advancements in mortgage technology have the potential to define the future of the industry. If you missed part one, I do recommend going back and catching up on last week's episode. To recap, we welcomed Praveen Chandra Mohan, an executive in Origination Solutions at CoreLogic, to talk about how digitization and deep data records are essential to developing mortgage workflows that delight lenders and customers. Let's jump into it. I want to touch on a few things. So you mentioned a few things about how all these things that happen in the background, kind of behind the scenes when it comes to actually funding or underwriting a, a mortgage. So a couple things I thought of is it's actually a very expensive process to get a mortgage. And, you know, from, you know, a homebuyer's perspective, they think of what they have to pay in terms of down payment and closing costs. But like from a lender's perspective, the cost of what it is for them to invest in this is huge. So I want to talk a little bit about that and how, you know, the future of automation and and technology on how that can help make it a less expensive process. No, that's a that's a great question. And I think um, I've been calling it the industry's conundrum. Uh -huh. um, as you pointed out, the mortgage industry, you know, we've historically leaned on people and process as a variable investment yeah. to deal with the cyclic nature. So the problem with that approach is that during peak cycles, uh, when the volume is through the roof, like mm -hmm. we saw in 2020 um, and closer to 2021, yeah. the industry is too busy trying to meet the demand. They're, they're, uh, during, they're hiring a lot of the back office staff, they're hiring more underwriters, loan officers, processors to meet the demand. Mm -hmm. And when, when there's a downturn, like the one that we're experiencing in 2023, yeah. they're downsizing on investments needed to prevent that linear scaling up and down. Okay. But what we're also seeing um, is an interesting point in time because I call it the convergence of intent oh. and technology. Okay. So, um, for example, Fannie Mae recently, uh, I think as late as last year, uh, towards Q4, did a survey uh, for about it's about 190 odd mortgage lenders and um, starting to ask, you know, what are some of their top priorities? Mm -hmm. And what consistently came out, unlike the other years where um, the answers were more centered around, I want to invest in consumer facing technology and want to make it the best experience for the consumer, you started to see a shift towards um, what we call business process optimization. And, ah. and it's a fancy way of saying, I want to invest in my back office and uh, underwriting and processing ah. and closing tasks. Okay. So I don't have to necessarily hire uh, as I scale up, you know, loan officers and processors and underwriters to meet the demand of where the mortgage market is. Right. So okay. the, that to me is that to me is promising in many ways, because it shows that now, while the intent has always been to, yeah. to drive that cost down, it shows that the time is now uh, where that intent is really uh, starting to be come to the top and combined with it is also the availability of technology. So okay. you're starting to see a whole host of automated underwriting, digital e-closing solutions, 
uh, automated verifications. Yep. Um, you're starting to see all of these technologies start to converge. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of an interesting time in the industry where you have the intent and technology uh, converging. So I think, I think it, uh, it's a good sign. May Claire dives into the subject of mortgage technology and the importance of moving from paper to pixels in episodes 64 and 65 with Sage Nichols. I, I think it's a great sign, too. And it's interesting that you say that, too, because this is all so fresh in my mind, having just gone through this process. And I went through it twice because we actually went through the whole process. And on close day, the sellers backed out of the deal. So we all the paperwork had been signed and we thought we were closing on a house and all of a sudden we didn't have a house. So we had to very quickly find another house. And because we did find a home quite quickly between that, it was a very interesting process to go through with the mortgage company because from their perspective, they had been ready to fund our loan for 60 days um, because we had done a rate lock and it just kept getting extended because of a crazy situation. But what was very interesting to me is how quickly we could close with the second property. And it was because the, all the cumbersome process of everything had to go on the background. They had done that already. And they basically just needed a new appraisal for the new home. And then they had to, you know, confirm we still had jobs and that, you know, things would, would be fine because they had done all that background work and validated it. So it, it is a really cumbersome process. But I think in our situation, because we had already gone through it, it ended up being um, quite quick the second time. But I got to see some of this automated stuff happen before my eyes. Like it was like, log into this site and, and give us the information to prove where you where you work so they can validate it directly with your company. And like, it was just was some interesting things that I got to see. Um, so I kind of felt like I, I saw this kind of unfolding before my eyes, which was really interesting. Not the deal falling through was not interesting. That was not fun. But the actual seeing the process go was, was very interesting. No, you, make an, you make an interesting point. And, and part of what I call a true digital mortgage experience mm -hmm. is to mimic your second home buying experience that we just talked about ah, yeah. to your first home buying experience. Okay. So um, the way I look at it is it's really important for us to align the excitement of buying the home. Yeah and match that excitement to the process of getting a mortgage. Uh, if you don't if you don't align that, you're going to take what is going to be the most important transaction uh, of a person's life yeah. and convert that into a horrible experience, yeah. right? A mortgage process, if it needs to get exciting, it needs to keep the borrower yeah. at the center That's of the entire transaction. Really good point. And and which is where which is where uh, some of our thought leadership, at least in CoreLogic, yeah. our journey, I, I mentioned that shift left strategy, right? So, so what that really does is through solutions like automatic borrower, complete collateral, mm -hmm. the Roostify point of sale, we're trying to bring that borrower and collateral verification as early as day one of the process. Yeah. It, may sound, it may sound very simple, yeah. but it's powerful because it, it accomplishes three key things, right? One, it delights the lender because it creates what we're calling in the mortgage terminology, a decision ready file. Ah, um, okay. Yeah. As close to as day one, day two, or much, much earlier in the process. Mm -hmm. um, it, it also delights the borrower um, because you're starting to hear things about whether you're qualified for the, uh, whether your property is in good, uh, in good standing or whether you're in good standing much closer to day one of the application okay. rather than taking you through a nervous experience throughout mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. so, so that's a borrower delight yeah. uh, journey, right? And then 
the end result of all of that is drives that overall uh, cost down because it now you can now say that you know this is this is my fast lane this is my medium lane and this is my complex lane yeah. and it and it automates a lot of the simple uh, simple aspects of a mortgage but also takes out what we call exception based processing and brings out the complex and simplifies them to an extent where lenders have a much easier time dealing with the complex now they can yeah. put their senior staff and say hey these are some of my complex ones you go take care of these whereas my systems or my junior staff will take care of the rest yeah. Wow. No, super interesting. I, I can't wait. Well, A, I hope not to get another mortgage for a long time because I'm <laughs> I'm finally in this house and happy to do not want to go through that again. But um, no, I'm really interested to see kind of where the industry does go. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot of really interesting things today. And, you know, something that's kind of we've talked a lot about, again, with our economists, how during the refi boom, there was tons of people getting mortgages because interest rates were so low. And then, you know, as interest rates have gone higher, the the numbers have gone down. But I guess, you know, if we do, if we think of maybe, you know, interest rates staying high and the number of people wanting a mortgage going down, are there ways that technology can kind of like widen that net and increase the way of, of getting more business? Even if people are thinking, you know, I don't want to refi or I don't want to get by a new home now. Is there a way of kind of, you know, capturing more people through technology? Well, that's a that's a great question. Um, so especially and very, very relevant in 2023, mm-hmm. where lenders are looking in all directions to gain new business, yeah. right? So from a lender's perspective, they they typically tend to ask two key two key questions. One is if I've already done business with a customer, let's say five years ago, six years ago, and I have that customer in my record, or if I'm, I was the most recent loan originator of that customer, Mm -hmm. how do I retain and cross sell and upsell to that existing customer, right? So that's sort of the first question they ask. Um, Because once you acquire a customer, it's easier to keep them than to lose them and then go find them again. And then the second question is, how do I sort of create net new business, right? How do I go acquire new customers that I've never seen before come through yeah. my process? Technology, data and technology have come a really long way. So I'll give you an example, at least I'm very close to in CoreLogic. So we've invested in something called uh, precision marketing, where we've combined the traditional sources of lead generation with innovative consumer behavior-based technologies to accurately determine Mm-hmm. customers who are in a shopping pattern. Ah, so what okay. this does is from a lender's perspective, if I have a relationship with a customer, I'm the first to know that my customer is potentially interested in buying a home or looking at a looking at a refi opportunity or has a financial need where I can go and help them and say, look, you have equity in your home or, or if you're looking for a new home, I can help you with that. Um, Technology has come a long way in being able to identify that for the customer. Okay. Now what that does is, uh, from a lender perspective, it delights the lender. I'm going to use the word delight again. It delights the lender because it uh, allows them to be there for their customer when first when they need, when they need them the most. From a from a customer perspective, it delights them because it saves them the hassle of going and figuring out what my options are because somebody sure. who's really knowledgeable knows their situation, comes and talks to them, and gives them exactly what they need. Hopefully, preventing them from even thinking about another solution because they've got something that would work for them. We, What we're also doing to answer that second question in terms of how do I grow my net new base? Mm-hmm. 
CoreLogic, through its data and insights, we pretty much have access to um, all of the mortgage transactions that have happened in the US. And we know everything about the, the property that is there for about 90, 95 plus percent of, uh, of the US market. So using all of this data and insights, we've created what we call portfolio intelligence and market intelligence solutions. And lenders will start, that'll help lenders strategize on what markets to penetrate, which products to offer, and how do they differentiate themselves from the competition. So those are all things that are available to lenders and, and we're talking about now. Before we finish this episode, let's take a break and talk about what's happening in the world of natural disasters this season. CoreLogic's Hazard HQ Command Central continues to report on natural catastrophes and extreme weather events across the world. When hurricane season started in June, the storms rolled in, with two forming at the same time. Brett and Cindy appeared deep in the Caribbean this June, which is so unusual that's only happened once before, and that was in 1968 when Brenda and Candy formed together. With that event earlier in June, the Atlantic hurricane season has already had three named tropical storms as of July 7th. To find out more about the hurricane risk this season, download the 2023 hurricane risk report from the show notes. Meanwhile, the continental U.S. has seen several hailstorms that have caused significant damage due to record-sized hail and tornadoes. And that's the Natural Disaster Digest. One thing I just want to touch on a little bit more, too, because we did talk a little bit about, you know, how technology could help widen the net. And do you have any experience or any thoughts on how technology will help with that? Yeah, in fact, um, I would want to bring this to two personal experiences that uh, I think would help answer that question. Um, The first was a a really close friend of mine uh, who was an entrepreneur and was running a very successful startup business. And like everyone, was so excited uh, to experience the home ownership journey and narrowed Mm -hmm. down his dream house. He was was 100% sure he would qualify and can afford the payment of the house, had the cash flows to support it. Mm -hmm. However, he went to a lender um, and he was surprised and shocked to hear that several of the mortgage lenders they didn't even want to underwrite or approve his loan. Wow. That's the reason, because he was, self, because he was self-employed. Uh, lenders don't like self-employed borrowers. So that's, that's sort of one, one example that comes to my mind. The second was uh, actually a, a young man, uh, called a son of my colleague. Like many youngsters, they lived in the Venmo and Cash App world. Mm-hmm. Um, so what the, they don't have a good credit history, but... Uh, they have the appropriate income and cash flows, and they can definitely afford and qualify a, for a mortgage. In both these instances, you're starting to see technology advances in terms of helping helping that. So mm-hmm. as an example, we've invested in sophisticated income calculation and analysis tools within our automatic borrower solution. Um, and what it helps is it helps zone in on those complex self-employed borrowers allowing mm-hmm. the lenders to underwrite with certainty. So that's that's one example of a technology advancement. Yep. The second, the industry is also leaning towards exploring more cash flow-based underwriting as opposed to a credit history-based underwriting, where your bank statements could be used as an effective source to verify and qualify for mortgages. Oh, I thought these were like two interesting examples that I could point out where technology is really starting to play a part in widening that net and without necessarily compromising the risk of a mortgage performance or a non-performance, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that that is really interesting right there. And I think potentially could be the topic of another podcast is, you know, I've always thought too, is like, how important is your credit really when you're applying for a mortgage and everything else? So now you just brought up a whole new subject that basing it on cash flow versus credit 
is a completely different ball game. So stay tuned. That could be something that we can dive into another time. So Praveen, this has been so interesting. Thank you so much for joining me today on Core Conversations, the CoreLogic podcast. Right. Thank you. It was a pleasure having you here. And thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. Please remember to leave us a review and let us know your thoughts and subscribe wherever you get your podcast to be notified when new episodes are released. And thanks to the team for helping bring this podcast to life. Producer Jesse Devenins, editor and sound engineer Romeo Roman, our fax guru Erica Stanley, and social media duo Sarah Buck and Michaela Brooks. Tune in next time for another core conversation.